Right, yeah, and I was fortunate enough to get the, the best kind of leukemia that you could get. Dizruns Radio, episode 810, starts in three, two, Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. Hey guys, uh, today's episode of the show is brought to you by Diz Runs Coffee. Still trying to wrap my head around how how in the world I have my own coffee, but somehow, for some reason, I do. And uh, if you enjoy a good cup of coffee as much as I do, uh, try some Diz Runs Coffee. It's uh, it's it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Uh, fancier than the kind of stuff that I would usually get, but boy, I uh, I certainly enjoy myself a cup or few. Uh, pretty much every day. So if you want to check it out, uh, partnered up with uh, the good folks over at Siskin Roasters, friends of the show, um, and uh, got the, my own little private label. It's a beautiful thing how the world works in the year 2020. Uh, but check it out, disruns.com slash coffee. Get yourself a good cup of coffee and uh, support the show at the same time. Disruns.com slash coffee. And now without any further ado, let's go ahead and uh, dive in to today's episode of the show. Hey guys, uh, today I'm chatting with one of my fellow team and training teammates for the uh, Walt Disney World Marathon weekend, and uh, we are actually recording on location today at the expo for the event. Uh, today's guest is actually a leukemia survivor, which, uh, spoiler alert, that's probably kind of how she got involved with uh, team and training and running. Anyway, we'll certainly get into that as we go. Um, and now, you know, as, as a runner and a survivor, she's, uh, you know, running, raising funds, doing all the things to help continue to fight the fight, which is uh, obviously uh, a pretty cool thing. So without any further ado, it is a pleasure to be able to welcome Miss Kelsey Keel to the show. Uh, thanks for joining us, Kelsey. Appreciate it. And uh, let's do this, eh? Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah, certainly. The, the pleasure is all mine. And, and guys, as we go through today, uh, if you want to check out links and photos and kind of all of those those things, disruns.com slash 810. Disruns.com slash 810. Easy for me to say is uh, the link to get back to the show notes today. As per usual, we'll have all the things there. So, uh, Kelsey, the way we always start off each episode of the show, uh, pretty simple and straightforward for some, kind of a little bit trickier for, for others. It just kind of depends on, on where you are in your running journey and, and what uh, races you've done. But uh, just simply have to ask, what is your favorite distance to race and why? Well, that's kind of a, a tricky question. See, I've only ever done half marathons, which... Um they, I mean, I'm going to be honest, they suck. Um, I've run one 5K. Well, I can't say that I've run one 5K. I walked one 5K because I actually had the flu um, that day. Not stomach flu, but like regular flu. So <laughs> it, it was not a good situation at all. Um, so I guess just by default, I would have to say that half marathon is probably my favorite distance to run. I tell you, it makes, it makes the answer easier. Right. It makes the question easier when right. you don't have too many choices to choose from. And, yeah. And, I, you know, it's it's definitely people that listen to the show a lot are are well aware that the half marathon is a pretty common answer. It's it's one of those things that is as you farther you get into running, um, it's kind of a, a nice distance in that you know it still is is a challenge, but you can kind of maintain a level of fitness to get out and, and do one fairly regularly. Yep. Um, so it's it's definitely a lot of fun. How many how many half marathons have you run? This will be my third event. We are will be running the third one tomorrow on Saturday. Um, the first one that I did was in 2013, and then I had quite a big gap after that. I was in grad school and get, I got married, and just life got ahead of me and wasn't able to. So then my the second one that I did was actually about 
just just a little over six months ago on okay. the Fourth of July. Awesome. Um, I'm from Minnesota, so it was we did the red, white, and boom on July Fourth. Right. Of course, it of course. was really, really hot and really, really humid. Uh, ten out of ten would not recommend. <laughs> so never not recommend doing... the race, or not recommend the race because of the weather. Uh, not recommend the race because of the weather. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. And just I think the Fourth of July is generally just. It's really hot, it's and it's probably going to be yeah. humid, so I right. would just probably stay away from a race on that day. Definitely. Just definitely. go out and have some margaritas and watch the fireworks, hey. and you'll be better off. <laughs> can't, can't argue with that logic, not even in the slightest. Um, so you said that you ran your first half marathon in 2013, and we'll get, we'll get back to that, I think, uh, as we go through, but... Um, you know, no need to bury the lead, right? Yep. Like, like we're here for, for team and training, which is helping to raise money uh, for the Leukemia Lymphoma Society. You're a leukemia survivor. Um, can we can we kind of dive into your leukemia story a little bit? Like, yeah. we, you know, we, how old were you when you when you found out you had the disease, and kind of how did things go from there? Yeah, so I was um, I was actually it was two weeks before my seventh birthday when wow. I was first diagnosed. So I was just a little kiddo. Um, I was it's the only symptom that I had that um was that i was just really tired like i Mm. I would sleep all the time um and we just really didn't know why so my mom took me into the doctors like right before closing so it was like i don't know seven eight o'clock at night and she goes in and tells the nurses that are sitting at the front reception area i have to be like my daughter has to be seen by the doctor because uh she's just really tired and they're looking at her like well yeah she's really tired it's like (laughs) eight o'clock at night it's probably her bedtime um Mm -hmm. but luckily our our primary doctor at that time was really great and he he's like no no we'll see them so we took back took us back did some blood work and it came came back that I had mono so we were like okay cool just kind of sleep it off kind of thing so we went home and then day two maybe a week later uh, my parents got the call that it wasn't mono that it was actually leukemia Um, so I went to children's hospital after that Um, I like to say that I had a relatively easy time as far as treatment goes I was I started treatment within two weeks of treatment I was in remission um, and I've been in remission since that time so it's been about 23 years now since I've been diagnosed and I've been in remission for basically that whole time so um, there's a lot of people a lot of kids that I've seen a lot of people that I've met that um, they've had loved ones they themselves have had leukemia and have had they've struggled going through treatment because it is an ordeal it it takes a lot out of a person Um, So I just find, like, I'm just really thankful. Obviously not that I got cancer, but that it was easy for me, relatively speaking. Yeah, yeah, certainly don't want to make light of anything. But if if you're going to have cancer and you're going to be in remission a couple weeks after you find out, like, that's about as good of a a roll of the dice as you could could have in that situation. Right, yeah. And I was fortunate enough to get the the best kind of leukemia that you could get. So I had um, ALL, which is acute lymphocytic leukemia. Um, and being diagnosed in the 90s, they they had um, they were really just like ramping up on on um, on the different treatments and really coming out with some really good things um, for it. So yeah, gotcha. I was pretty gotcha. fortunate. Well, yeah, that's that's awesome, and, and obviously glad to hear uh, that that obviously that you beat the disease or mm-hmm. that you obviously continuing to, to monitor, but that, right. that it's it's uh, something that that. Again, this sounds like a ridiculous thing to say that it it wasn't worse than it was. Right? You know? Yeah, I think there was. I had one unscheduled hospital stay when I like had a little infection or like mm-hmm. a fever or something. But other than that, it was 
super easy. Right. So. Right. And at, at the end of it, actually, this is a funny story. Um, at the end of it, we were we were driving to the hospital for the last, um, like, I think, bone marrow biopsy mm-hmm. that I had to do. And for that, they put you under general anesthesia right. just because, I mean, it's a kid and it hurts. Right. Um, and so I was in the car with my mom and she she asked. Or I asked her, oh, am I going to be put under today? Because that's, that's what we call being put under mm-hmm. anesthesia. Am I going to be put under tonight or today? And she's like, yep, that's what we're doing. And it was the last one. And I was like, oh, good. That's my favorite part. <laughs> so she told that to the anesthesiologist after, like once we got to the hospital. And he's like, yeah, she's ready to be done with she's this. Ready. Yeah, so. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that was, again, you know, that was early in your life, seven years old. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously... It's not like one and done and like we forget about it. I mean, it's, right. it's a continual part of, of your life and making sure that it's not coming back and, and mm-hmm. things of that nature. Um, so we fast forwarded to 2013 and you, yeah. and you decide to get into, into running and, and running a race with, with team and training and, and supporting Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Was that something that, or backing up slightly, was Leukemia and Lymphoma Society a big part of, of your, your treatment journey? Or, or when did you kind of get exposed to that organization and the work that they do? I think um, my mom heard about it. I don't know if it was, she, you found out about it eight years ago. So it was, it, she found out about it well after okay. I had, um, after I had finished treatment, which is, um, it's unfortunate because they do, they do a lot of really good things right. for, for cancer patients. They have, um, I want to say scholarships, but that's not the word, but they have money that they can give for mm-hmm. patient care to help with like prescriptions and co-pays right. and, and things like that. So I'm sure that would have been uh, a load off of my parents' mind if they had known about that. Right. Um, but yeah, we didn't find out about it until later. And it was actually my mom that found out about it. And then she did a duathlon in Minneapolis, which is um, a run and then you bike and then you mm-hmm. run again. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was her first event with team. And then she kind of told me about it and kept on like putting the bug in my ear, like, right. Hey, you should do this with right. me. You should do this with me. Um, but I was in school at the time in college and just didn't really have time. And I was like, yeah, I'm not a runner. Like, <laughs> right. why am I going right. to do this? Um, and then I don't know, somehow that, like that bug just made its way like deep into my brain. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, you know, what would be a really good idea to run 13.1 <laughs> miles on a Saturday? Yeah. Like that sounds That's, super fun. Right. I mean, yeah. Yeah, duh. yeah, yeah. Obviously, <laughs> so yeah, we started. I started training in um, like end of 2012, beginning of 2013, um, in Fargo, North Dakota. So you can imagine how that was training in the middle of winter. Mm-hmm. It was great. Um, a lot of cold, a lot of ice, a lot of snow. <laughs> um, and we did the the Fargo half marathon, which is actually okay. a really good race. Mm-hmm. It's um, Fargo is very flat, so right. there's not a lot of hills. So it's a really good first half marathon to do in my opinion mm-hmm. um so we did that we i actually did i think better than i was expecting to i think it was like mile nine i kind of hit a wall right and we had to like we did a one run walk after that and like maybe mainly did walking but for the most part we did pretty well yeah absolutely yeah. absolutely there's there's always such a learning curve anytime you're going to a new distance i feel like right but uh Especially when your first distance is thirteen point one, right? Like that's, yeah. that's a pretty good jump, right there. Yeah, yeah. That was yeah. It was similar to to my um, my first big race. I'd done a couple of five Ks and an a ten K, and then I did a marathon for the next the next jump. And yeah, okay. Big learning curve, right? Big yes. learning curve there. Yep. So I can I can understand. And yeah, if you made yep. it, 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 finishing 
is a win. Anything right, above exactly. that is just icing on the cake at that exactly. point. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's my perspective going into this too, especially this this event at Disney. Like obviously we want to do well mm-hmm. and we want to finish, but we also just want to have fun. Right. I mean, we're doing right. this for a really good cause. We're ra- we're raising money for a really good cause. There's going to be Disney characters out on the course. There's mm-hmm. going to be, I'm sure, just tons of people out there cheering us on. We're really just here to have some fun and to get a little exercise and then go to Epcot afterwards. And, and, have, so, have, and have more fun. And have more fun. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Um, and, and yeah, we'll talk about this weekend a, a little bit more as, as we go, but yeah. kind of want to keep the yeah, absolutely. Keep the timeline a little bit. So you, you run the first half marathon in yep. Fargo. Yep. Um, do well, but then, like you mentioned, took a little a little hiatus because yep. because life. And, and right. I think everybody that's that's listening, uh, you know, we're talking to a bunch of runners, but we've all been there before where life happens. Right. And and sometimes life happens for a few weeks, and sometimes life happens for a few years. Um, but what was it that brought you then back to running when you were ready to get back in it was it team and training or was it something else that kind of got you back on on track on the running side of things it was it was team and training that brought me back I had always um intended on coming back to team once life settled down mm-hmm. a little bit like like I said I was in un, I was in my undergrad then um I started grad school which is like undergrad on crack and then <laughs> right. I got married and then I finished grad school and then I was like trying to find a job and so life was just kind of it was just crazy, um, and so once I had gotten my job, then I was I was able to um, commit more time mm-hmm. to to running and to really truly training, and so that's kind of what brought me back to it. And I mean, I'm not um, I'm not a runner, really. I wouldn't call myself a runner. I mean, I go out and do events, but right. I'm not, I don't consider myself a runner. I'm at the back of the pack for the most part. Um, it, as, so, as I'm shaking my head here because girlfriend, like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Continue. Yeah, no, that's fine. Um, <laughs> and so, and I, I, I don't like running by myself. I find it really boring. I tend to, I push myself more when I'm with other people because like they're kind of pushing me. And then I have this thing where like, I don't want to let them down when mm, it's like, right. they really don't care. Um, and so it's just, it's a really good place for me to, to go, to work up my, the strength of my muscles, to work on endurance and cardio and get more fit. Um, but also being social too, and having right, people that, right. that are there to push you and coaches that you can ask like, Hey, my ankle is hurting right now. Is right. this normal? Right. Or should I like see a doctor or like, what can I do to help it? Um, so it's, I, I don't think I would be doing events if it wasn't for team and training. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, the, the beauty of, of running and, and the sport of running in general is that there's so many different avenues to come at it from. Right. And, and you can have your, your runners that are dedicated and they're running dozens of miles per week and thousands of some cases, thousands of miles per year, um, working towards goals and, and right. hammering distances and paces and things like that. Um, and they're no better or no worse than the person who's running because they enjoy the social side of things and right. just being active and being part of a community. Um, and we're all on the same level, which right. is, which is awesome. And, and just one of those things that, that I love. And, and certainly something that I've kind of experienced with this being my first time with team and training or really with okay. any type of, of charity running uh, endeavor um, of just how there's so many different people that are coming together for so many different reasons, but it's like, we're all just 
doing it. Right, exactly. And it's, it really, I mean, when it said the name is team and training, right. but we really are a team. Like, especially in Minnesota, we have a really, really good group of people that consistently come back year awesome. after year and you develop friendships. But then also we have new people that come on every year mm-hmm. too. And even, even those, like, they immediately feel welcomed or I hope they immediately hope they, yeah, right. feel welcomed. I think they do. Um, but, and I mean, even the, the, people that like are super fast like way faster than me they'll mm-hmm. they'll run and they'll come back and then they'll wait for the people that are that are behind them just to like say good job and how are you doing how did that feel kind of thing so it's right. i mean it's it's a team and running you normally don't think of as a team sport which is one of the reasons why i really love team and right. training right yeah that's that's definitely true and, and, and again i i, I have said this before. I'll say it again. I'll, I'll probably go to the grave saying it. It's, mm-hmm. it's, there's just so many different options in this sport that even though, yes, it's an individual, like, you know, when you get your times at the end of a race, if you're worried about your times or not, whether you are or not, right. like the time is yours. Right. But it's, it's you know, you might have had 20 people that you ran with that day and, and everybody has their own time. Right, exactly. But it's it's the group, it's the crew that's that's all in it together and have hopefully having fun and some laughs and some things along right, the way and not having exactly. the, the other end of the spectrum, which sadly does happen once in a while. Right, but. yep. There's been a couple tears on this end <laughs> on the course, just yep. letting you know. Yep, yep. Happens it happens to all of us. That yep. is that is for sure. And and then once you think that you get like, All right, been there, done that, like it's mm-hmm. not, and then every once in a while it, it comes back and, oh, yeah. and uh then you, you know you get to the finish line and you're like, Man, somebody somebody's cutting onions around here. I, I swear right, it, it right. has to be it. That has to be what's exactly. going on. Exactly, yeah, a little Little tears of joy, sometimes tears of sadness. Like, why am I doing this? This sucks. <laughs> exactly. I can't finish this. Exactly. But then you um, make it to the finish line. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, um, how have things gone this this training cycle? And and uh, you know, being from Minnesota, mm-hmm. and now being in Florida, a little bit of a temperature change. Uh, you a know, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Are you ready for that? Um. <laughs> Yep. So when we left Minnesota on Wednesday, I think it was a high of like five degrees or something that day. So and right now, um, I think I think the the estimates for tomorrow for the race, it's a high of like 84, 85. So it's a good like like 80 degree difference. Right. Um, No big deal. Right. No big deal. (laughs) Right. Yeah. But. I mean, the last race that I ran was the Red, White, and Boom on the 4th of July, and that was stupid humid and stupid mm-hmm. hot. So I at least have some experience in running in really hot weather. Because, I mean, most people think of Minnesota as like the frozen tundra. Like, we wear right. parkas 24-7 <laughs> and we live in igloos, right. but that's not the case. We do get quite warm and quite humid during the summers. Mm-hmm. So heat and humidity are really, we're no strangers to it. Um, it's just the change of we've been running in snow and cold right. for the right. last, like, however many months. And then going from that to now we're in Florida where it's hot and humid. It is a little bit, a little bit of an adjustment, mm-hmm. but um, we did do a shakeout run this morning Good. around Good. the Caribbean resort. It was, we did uh, about like two and a half to three miles, um, and it felt better than I was expecting it to. Good. So Good. hopefully, and the, the, all the flags, we were just at the expo, and the flags said that um, it's a low risk, or they're green right. flags. So right. I'm hoping that it'll still be green tomorrow <laughs> here's here's hoping it's it's uh one of those things where the good thing is you know a lot of times people complain about somewhat rightly so i think with disney races being so early but mm-hmm. when the weather is what it's going to be this weekend right being early is not Such the worst thing in the world yeah right right get out there and it might be 80 something tomorrow but hopefully you'll be across the finish line before it gets to 80 that'll, right. be, that'll yep. be a little bit later in the day yeah you'll be at the pool or you can be at the park or whatever exactly yeah just not worry about it as much then um one thing, Kelsey, that I always uh, love to talk to folks about that yeah. are doing some type of running for a charity mm-hmm. 
is the fundraising component. Yeah. Because that's, that's if I'm honest, and, and uh, there's no reason for me to not be honest because I've said this many times, so yep. it's, that's not catching too many people by surprise. Um, the reason it's taken me so long to try to do a race with with a charity is the fundraising right. component and, and the, you know, going out with the hat in hand and asking people for, for money and support. And, right. and, uh, you know, there's so many good charities out there. And so, you know, why, you know, trying to support this one versus some, you know, it's just, it's just right. something that's, that's a little bit tough for me. Right. Um, obviously I've, I've swallowed the pill and, and yep. done, done the you work this the year. <laughs> I drunk the Kool-Aid. Um, but for those that are where I was a year ago, yep. listening to this going, sounds like it would be awesome. I love the idea of being with a group and having that support. Um, and there's, you know, causes I would love to support, whether it's team and training or whether it's any of the other, mm-hmm. you know, great organizations out there doing work in, in other, other areas. Um, but that fundraising piece is just kind of holding them back. Right. Um, how has the fundraising been, been for you? How have you been able to, uh, I don't know if there's been fear. We, we can start there. Was there, was there a trepidation on the fundraising side when you first got started? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, the first race that I did, I was a senior in college. And so, I mean, I can't really ask my friends. Yeah, none of your friends have money either. Because they don't have money either. <laughs> yeah, They're right. all working on student loans. Like that's, um, but I, I, I mean, another thing, I wouldn't say that I'm fortunate for having cancer, but in this respect, it, I mean, it kind of worked out because I was able to play what we call the cancer card. So a lot of my friends and my family, they know that I had cancer. And so when I, when I'm fundraising and I send letters like asking for money and kind of highlight my story a little bit they're they're more than willing to give because they know that without the fundraising with, mm-hmm. and without the, the research that the Leukemia Lymphoma Society has, has um, participated in, like I w- probably wouldn't be right. here right, right now. And so, and I'm, I'm very fortunate that um, my family and my friends are very generous too. So um, it's, it's, been fairly easy for me this year um last season i i fundraised a lot i i just did the train to cure which is only a 750 dollars fundraising okay. minimum um there's different levels for the leukemia lymphoma mm-hmm. society our team and training um so i did the 751 last year or last season and then i had a ton extra from that and so i used the extra from that for fundraising for disney oh, here right. um and so then i met my the minimum for disney and so then i i kind of funneled the extra that i had for disney into my account for next year so i already have like 500 bucks for next next season and i'm only doing the train to cure which is 750 so right. i only have 750 to go um so it's a lot of people are very daunted by the fundraising aspect of it but it's it's honestly it's not as hard as you would think it is people mm-hmm. i think are more generous you just have to ask right which i think is right. the part that trips a lot of people up they don't want to impose on their friends and their family they don't want to ask them for money mm-hmm. but i think people would be pleasantly surprised at the amount of money that they get from their friends and family right right have you have you found with doing it year after year, doing something some type of fundraising some type yep. of event year after year um that you get a lot of that people don't mind repeatedly donating or has, has there been some issues or, or any struggles that you've noticed where it's like man kelsey i've given the last two years three years like like i don't want to say enough already right but, but almost you know kind of the the fatigue of i keep giving every year and you keep coming back for more has, has there been any issues with that so far no i mean i'm only on my third event with team mm-hmm. and so it hasn't really gotten to that point yet but my mom i mean she's done 16 events oh, with wow. team and she she 
hits up pretty much the same, same people, people for money every year. And I mean, people always have the option to say no. We're right. not sitting there right. with like <laughs> a gun to their head saying you must donate money right. or else. Right. Like we're just saying we're giving them the option like, hey, if you want to donate, if you have a little extra money, if you like if you just feel compelled to, this is our our fundraising website this is you can mail us a check you can send us cash like we're not pushy about it and i mean if someone doesn't want to donate that's i mean that's on them that's okay right right well and i would imagine maybe there's even a little bit too of and and again maybe this ties into because it's so personal to you and and your family um but maybe there's even a little bit of of almost expecting like oh yeah it's 2020 like we got to make sure to, to send kelsey the check at some point you know right. because it's, it's the new year she's gonna have something else going on and, and right. almost factor that into their giving budget right for exactly yeah yeah and i i'm sure i'm sure some people do that they like factor in a certain amount of money per year to to go towards like donations and, mm-hmm. and things like that so yeah i think overall i mean the fundraising really isn't that bad right just do it um and i, I mean in, in Minnesota too, we do we do other events other than just like asking our friends and family for money. We do like grocery bagging at our local grocery store where like people can donate money if they feel compelled to, or if not, then okay, that's fine. Right, we're totally right. cool. Um, we're gonna be there anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, we've done like a huge garage sale where we got um, a just a shit ton of toys donated <laughs> from right. a from I think it was Toys R Us or oh, something wow. when they were going under. Right. Um, so we did like a huge garage sale with that. Um, I wasn't personally part of it because I wasn't. That was like in the break period mm-hmm. between 2013 and this last year. Um, but they raised a lot of money for that, and those can be pretty lucrative. Oh yeah. Too, so yeah, I've I've heard that from from a few folks both on the the, the podcast and in other conversations where it's right. just like, you know, everybody's kind of got that that pile of stuff at their house that like oh yeah i need to right. i need to donate this eventually i need to do- and and, right. and don't and so if you right. organize that and hit up all your local friends like hey what do you have stuff to donate that we're doing a yard sale for xyz right. cause exactly boom right and then you just yeah. pocket all the money well yeah. not, you don't pocket you, right you yeah, pocket you, it you, for the yeah for the cause. pocket it for lls right yeah. right um have you done any of the uh the quote-unquote crazy the the stunts for um for for donations at all, thinking of things like uh, our our fellow teammate here, uh, John Rigney, who did the Small World Challenge. I don't know if you heard about that. I last haven't. Year. No. Um, he he came down. And I actually came up and, and talked to him. Uh, and, you know, pity for me, I don't have the, the show number here to, to plug it. But uh, it was it was last uh, when was it? Like last fall, I guess, or okay. I don't know, somewhere. Some, yeah, it was it was late summer, early fall. Yeah. Um, he came down and had a crew of folks, and they mm-hmm. rode. It's a small world from the time the park opened until the time the park closed. I think they wrote it 11 or 12 or 13 times oh, that day. Oh, jeez. Um, all for, you know, donations and yeah. stuff like that. And they raised a, a bunch of money that way. Um, I've done, in, part of my fundraising was was uh, torturous, I think. I can say that safely. Um, and then I ran a marathon on the treadmill, which I am. Oh, jeez. I'm like, I was like four years treadmill free at that point. Okay. And then I, I yeah. went crazy and, and oh, ran 26.2 on the treadmill for, for donations. Oh, geez. Um, so any, any stunts, if you will, uh, that, I, that you've done yet? No, I haven't. And I have to say, <laughs> I think that small world challenge sounds like probably worse than running a half marathon. Cause like run, riding the small world ride all day. That's fun once is, or twice. That, yeah. But that song <laughs> is going to be stuck in your head for like weeks. For, 
if you're lucky, only yeah. for weeks. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I think I haven't run into John yet this weekend, but I got a feeling he's probably still uh, still probably still doing rattling that. it around. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, and, and it just goes to show. I think going back to the, the fundraising discussion is yeah. there's multiple ways to get there. Exactly. You can, you can do a yeah. stunt. You can do which I you say it's stunt, but you can right. do something super outside the box. Right. You can ask for folks. Um, you can do a combination, and you know. You can get there. You can right. get there. And I mean, with team and training, too, I mean, we're a team. And so if someone is struggling in the fundraising aspect, I know there's people that are, they maybe have extra in their account mm-hmm. and they're willing to give like 100, 200 bucks to the people that are really right. struggling. Or we had, um, we had two, te- or we had one teammate who joined like, probably two months ago for this event right and so he was obviously very far behind on fundraising and so one of our other teammates posted um the the first teammates uh fundraising website on his facebook mm. and they raised all of the money that he needed in like wow. 48 hours wow. that's awesome and so it's i mean you're not in it alone mm-hmm. which is really good too because i'm I think people think of fundraising like, oh, going door knocking, sending right, letters, that right. kind of thing. But you're not in it alone. Yeah. And that's, and that's uh, you know, just like you've got to be willing to ask to get the donation. Sometimes, right. and especially being in a team environment, you've got to be willing to ask for help or for advice exactly. or things like that. You never yep. know what might come of it by simply right. just asking and seeing what happens. Right. Yeah. You'd ask your coach for help if you're struggling on the course. You ask your coach or your teammates for help if you're struggling with fundraising. And that's just what it comes down to. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, so shifting gears from the fundraising thing a little bit, yep. uh, let's let's talk about this weekend. Uh, yeah. if, if if I'm putting the dots together correctly, which I think I am, but you know, stranger things <laughs> stranger things have happened, and I've been wrong once or twice. <laughs> um, this is your first time doing a Disney race. That is correct. All right. Yes. All right. So I'm very excited, also very anxious about it. Um, just I think it's mainly because the last half marathon that I did just was like spectacularly bad. (laughs) Um, And so, and just with the weather and it being hotter than we're used to, um, I'm just like, logically, I know that I'll be okay and that I've trained Mm -hmm. for this since like August um, and that'll be fine. But like my brain is just telling me, oh, but that last time that you did it, remember what happened? And you (laughs) thought you were going to be fine then. So... So we have to prepare for this if it's not going to go well. But I just have to tell that that voice in my head to just shut up and sit down. Yes, yes. Um, let's maybe maybe we can we can do a little. I don't want to say therapy session because I'm not <laughs> certainly not qualified because I am a therapist. <laughs> I'm certainly not qualified to lead a therapy session. Yes. Um, but let's talk through it a little bit. Not only, hopefully, maybe a little bit of a benefit for you because yeah. this, is, this is definitely not, this might be my first team and training rodeo. But it's not okay. my first Disney rodeo. Yep. And it's not my first hot weather race rodeo yep um but also for the benefit of those listening that that you know this is going to come out like a month after the race so you know spoiler alert we already did it and everything was great and right right um but uh you know for those that are listening that maybe they're training for a spring race which has happened before where you know like oh yeah typically this this race xyz you know flying pig in in cincinnati or you know various other races that Typically, there's you know nice sixty degree ish day, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden it happens to be eighty five that day. Right, uh, might be a few people listening to this that are in that situation still, and kind of like you, a little mm-hmm. bit nervous, a little bit like, well, mm-hmm. you know, I, I know I've trained for it, and I can do it, but this weather, I don't know. Right. Um, so let's kind of talk through through this a little bit for for their benefit, and maybe a little bit of your benefit as well. Right. Um, do you have a plan for tomorrow as far as how to run because it's going to be a bit warmer than what you're used to? Yeah, I think just being really mindful of the pace that we're going at is going to be pretty crucial. I know it's with the adrenaline and all the people and everyone's just like wanting to get out there and to go. So they're 
it's really easy to go faster mm -hmm. than your body's really wanting to or able to do. Right. So I think just being mindful of the time that we're that we're running or the pace that we're running at is going to be probably the most critical. And I mean, I'm running it with my mom and she's, she's pretty um, laid back and she's pretty cool <laughs> as she's sitting right next to me as yeah. I'm saying this. Um, choose your words wisely. Yep, choose your words yep, wisely. Choose my words wisely. <laughs> but um, she's pretty good too. Like we're both really just laid back and, mm. and we're not in it to, to win. We're not in it to get a good time. We're in it to enjoy ourselves and to have fun. So if we need to walk, we're going to walk. Yeah, I mean, the, it'll, it's better to walk when you need to, then to run and go faster than you are comfortable with or faster than your body is telling you that you can go Absolutely. and end up not finishing. Absolutely. Because that, that would just be the worst. All the, the time and energy you spent training for the event and then getting to the event and then not being able to finish and get that medal at the end of it, that would just be, that's, that yeah. would be heartbreaking. Let's, we're not even going to spend time thinking about that. Right. That's, that's certainly not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully. Um, I, I love the, the strategy and the plan of trying to go out nice and easy tomorrow and, and yeah. i will say this as, as somebody who's again not trying to brag but I've, I've done a couple of disney races in my day this might be the hardest race to control yourself at the beginning yeah. because um every wave gets like the whole firework sh oh, send wow. off like it's, yeah. it's it's just like the start of the race for every which is which is awesome right um but then you also get which maybe this is somewhere where i kind of would be like hey let's tempt this down a little bit disney like maybe maybe help you yeah. help people out a little bit um, there'll be people, you know, the announcers, the, the MCs and stuff that are there that are yelling and screaming and go, 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 go. And so oh, it's real man. easy to get caught up in the, uh, the emotion hype. of yeah. the beginning. Yes. Which a lot of big races, it's like that, right. but definitely yeah. this one is, yep. is one of them as well. So keep that, keep that plan yeah yeah definitely it's I, I think we'll be at least i'll be telling myself that like okay yeah. look at your watch see what your pace is does this feel yeah. too fast okay slow down you can walk a little bit it's yeah. okay yeah i think i think the first mile or two tomorrow is where i would recommend being the most cognizant of your watch yeah and once once you get out of the excitement a little bit then just kind of find a pace that feels good settle right. in right. but yeah the beginning of a race when it's going to yeah. be hot or you're worried about your pacing like right like whew, it can it can, can really get you. you. It yeah. can get you. Um, I think I've told this story before, but but if not, um, my first di my first marathon, like I said, was uh, after not doing anything longer than a 10k. So I right. didn't know what I was getting okay. into. My training was terrible, and it was Disney. Um, and actually, this year the course is the same as it was back then, where you oh, run a loop yeah, out and then you that. loop back into yeah. the into Epcot, which was awesome. Except the whole like length of the parking lot coming back into the park was lined with spectators screaming cheering yeah yeah yeah. and uh i was hoping to be like 10 minute pace for the race which i was not prepared for that but that's another story for another day <laughs> um came through that felt like i was walking got into the park got underneath the ball and looked down at my watch and i was like 7 30 pace oh geez that's a big difference yeah and that's and that's what the excitement can do to you if you're yeah, not careful so so right. be be uh learn from that example uh that i learned very much the hard way of staying staying on track in the uh the early stages of the race um mm. Being at Disney, do you have plans to stop for, for characters every chance you get? Um, I don't think so. I think um, just time-wise, I mean, we don't we don't anticipate needing to, like, push the time right, limit. Right, right. Um, but I think 
we're going to want to get this done as quickly mm-hmm. as possible. So we'll, we might like stop and snap a picture quick, right. but we're not going to stop and like wait in the line to take the picture with the gotcha. characters. Gotcha. Um, I think we will stop and take a picture inside the, the castle at magic kingdom. Cause I mean, where else, where else are you going to do that? Where else are you going to be right. able to get a picture inside of a princess's castle? Right. So, right. but other than that, yeah. Yeah. And I don't think it'll be stopping for every character, just like the ones that I particularly like. That's so. yeah. And, 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 you know, definitely, um, there's no right or wrong way to attack one of these races, but again, just like with the castle, where else are you going to run past? You know, right? Insert random Disney character here, right? On the exactly. Course. So yes, um, you know, I if, heard for the, on the full marathon course that there should be army men, like the army men from Toy Story, like on the hills, telling you to like go, go, go. You can do it. Yep, so that's yep. got that's got to be pretty encouraging too. So. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> and when they're when they're interacting with you like that yep. and, and carrying on and having a good time, it's it's definitely a. a a nice little boost. Yep. Um, so I guess kind of shifting gears and getting, getting close to, to starting to wrap some things up today, but, yeah. um, you know, preparing for another half marathon at Disney world team and training. Um, I, I, I hate asking kind of predict the future questions, right? but wh- where, where do you see yourself going from here? I mean, do you, do you think that doing more, di- I don't, I, it's hard to know because you haven't done it yet, but, are you a Disney? I guess here's what I'm trying to ask. Are you a Disney fan enough that like this might be a somewhat regular thing, or is this maybe a one and done and pick other races to support with team and training? Or, or? Um, I think, I mean, just now I would probably do this again. I don't know if it would be like regularly, mm-hmm. but I think it would be fun to do this periodically. Right. Um, it is a lot of money to to first fundraise and then to get yourself down here and food and all that stuff um so i don't think that just financially we'd be able to do it regularly but i've i'm for sure doing going to be doing other races with team um i'm signed up for the next season already so we're planning on doing um a half marathon through maple grove which is actually the town where i live um so we're doing the inaugural elm creek half Mm. marathon on may 2nd it's awesome it's it's fun doing i think it's fun doing some people disagree with me on this one but i think it's fun doing first time races right yeah sometimes there's some logistical things that they haven't figured out yet so so, figured out yeah give them a little bit of grace but it's it's fun to be kind of there at the ground level and then if it's local and it's enjoyable you keep coming back year after year and kind of see things grow and evolve as it as it goes yeah and i think it's elm creek is a park reserve in minnesota um and it basically like goes up to my backyard for all intents and purposes so it's yeah it's super close for me um, and it's a really, really good trail to, or not, it's not necessarily trail, but it's a really good area to run in. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, I could see if they continue having it, right. that right. it might be a regular one that we do awesome. or that I do at awesome. least. Yeah. And it's, it's always something that, uh, like I like the smaller races anyway, right? but it's, it's, I feel like it's, it's, you know, if, not that you have to, but if you can support the local races and the smaller races, right. um, that's a good thing to do. It's good for everybody. Um, and, and of course, if there's a, if there can be a fundraising component mixed in as well, exactly. I mean, even better, even yep. better. So as we're, uh, kind of starting to pull the ship into Harbor, the, the way I, I kind of wrap these things up, Kelsey is kind of like a similar to the introductory question. I call it a philosophical question, which okay. is big and scary, uh, okay. uh, word choice there, but, um, really just kind of an open-ended something and we'll, we'll use this to, to wrap things up. But, um, in your, in your time running for team and training uh, or just running in general, but uh, right. I mean, they pretty much been it's a, pretty a parallel much track. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
I'm going to assume, and you always get in trouble when you start assuming things, right. but I'm going to assume that you've learned a few things about yourself through running because I feel like yeah. just about every runner I've ever talked to has learned something or had taken right. something from their running that they've then been able to apply right. in their personal life, their professional life, whatever, in their life outside right. of running. So curious if there's been a, a, a lesson or two that you can kind of leave us with today, something that you've learned in your time in the sport um, that definitely transcends putting the shoes on and getting outside and, and hitting the pavement. Yeah, I think the the main thing that I've learned through running and team and training is just that um, I'm stronger than I thought I was. I mean, I in high school, I was I was not a runner. I was the kid who um, would, when we had to do the mile run, I'd walk it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd I mean, I periodically, I guess, try to run on my own, but I'd make it like quarter of a mile and then walk kind of thing. Um, And so just doing this and training for events and and running half marathons like that's something that I never would have thought was even possible for me when I was in high school. Um, So just learning that about myself in itself is huge. Um, I, a lot of people are, I think are pretty daunted by running half or running events in general, whether mm-hmm. it's a 5k, 10k half or full, they're just really daunted and just don't think that they can do it. But I mean, if I can do it, anyone can do it. I mean, there's a host of side effects, long-term side effects from the chemo that, right. that people come into, including like heart problems, like obesity is really big in, um, in, at least childhood cancer survivors and like let me tell you i'm not skinny i am not i can stand to lose <laughs> some weight um but i i still get out in there and do it and i don't mm-hmm. let it stop me so i think just like strength and perseverance are two the two winners for the day absolutely absolutely i think lots of folks probably not in their head right there that, that have learned similar similar lessons yeah. but it's always it's it's beautiful and i don't i, I don't want to st- muddy the waters too much by yammering on on that i wanted yeah. to, to close on on that uh that that lesson um so once again guys disruns.com slash 810 is the link to take you back to the show notes today we'll have everything linked up and and uh if you want to connect with with kelsey we'll have, we'll have a link to her facebook page there as well uh, it's really her only social media type of of place so if you want to connect with her say hello or or whatever uh and and let her know what you think about her story you can we can do that there disruns.com slash 810 um, Kelsey, thank you for, for taking the time today. Thanks for, uh, for joining us here. Uh, and, and certainly, uh, you know, like I said, everybody at this point, people listening, you've already done it, but right. as yeah. we're recording, you haven't done it yet. So have right. a great race tomorrow. Yeah, thank I'm, you I'm so excited much. for you and, uh, certainly wish you nothing but the best going yeah, forward. Thank you. All right, guys. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show. Hope you enjoyed the conversation between Kelsey and myself. And as per usual, be curious to know what stood out to you from today's episode. What was something we talked about today that kind of kind of stuck out to you a little bit? Uh, as per usual, several good things in here. Um, I mean, just I mean, first and foremost, what a, what an amazing story, and 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 just it was a, it was a, a really uh, a joy talking to Kelsey uh, during that during that uh, you know marathon weekend at Disney World. But uh, one thing that that stood out to me from from today's conversation, um, and something that um, I know I've talked about before. 
but I'm, I'm going to try to take it in a little different direction. So bear with me here. But was when when Kelsey made the comment that uh, you know she she doesn't feel like she's a real runner, doesn't necessarily consider herself a quote unquote real runner, whatever whatever that is. I mean, so much to the point that that you know if you if you remember hearing her mention that, I mean, I even interjected and was just like, come on, girl, like no, like that's that's. No words to 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 describe how I feel about that. Other than you know, I was just giving her the look and shaking shaking my head while we were chatting. But um, where I want to go with this, or where where I think this is important to to point out, I I hope that you're not listening to this thinking that there is some threshold that someone else has to meet to consider themselves a runner. I I hope that we're beyond that point. Um, I hope that that's not something that that. You know, you have this high and mighty stance, high and mighty look on the situation. Similarly, I hope that you're not maybe sharing the the view that Kelsey kind of has, where like I'm not sure I'm good enough, I'm not sure I'm enough, I'm not, I'm not sure I'm enough to be a runner yet. If that's the case, stop. And and that's I think where I want to focus my takeaway today is that all of us within the running community, all of us that recognize that anyone who runs is a runner, whether you run straight through, whether you run walk, whether you run occasionally for you know various races, and then you kind of don't do much running for two months, three months, six months, a year, whatever, and then you get back into it, whatever, you're a runner. And I would just like to encourage all of us that are maybe, and this might sound wrong, but I hope you, you'll understand that the sentiment I'm making here. Those of us that are a bit more consistent, that have no qualms with calling ourselves a runner, I hope that we, myself, possibly you, will continue to do even more to make those among us, our fellow runners that struggle to see themselves as runners, make them feel welcome. And I don't know what that always looks like. I, you know, I don't know that there's an easy prescription of do X, Y, Z things, but in the conversations we have at races, just be aware that there's people listening that might be struggling with, with whether or not they consider themselves a real a real runner. And we don't need to come off as that hoity-toity, high and mighty, looking down on a, looking down our noses at the quote-unquote not real runners among us because they're, they're all real runners. So just be aware of the things you're saying in person, the things you're saying on social media. Um, you know, we're never all going to be perfect. We're always going to say things that get taken kind of out of context or, you know, what, what, those things happen. But I think just being aware that, that, just because maybe you and certainly I think of myself, I'm a runner. That's that's absolutely a, a big part of my identity. It's not my sole identity, but it's certainly a big part of it. But there's others amongst us that are maybe new to the sport, maybe are are back of the Packers and struggle with with pace and, and think that that disqualifies them some way of being a runner, and and or for whatever other reasons. I hope that we can all make them feel welcome. I hope that we can make them feel like they're part of, of our team, our bigger team, our running team. Um, and, and just, you know, just love on them. Just love on them is, is the nature is the name of the game. I think. Um, so that's, that's my takeaway. If you run, you're a runner and those that struggle to believe that I hope that we can help convince them of that by our, our actions, our words, 
and the things that we, uh, we do on a regular basis. So that is my takeaway. What about you? What stood out to you from today's episode at Dizruns on Twitter at Dizruns on Instagram. Always love to hear what you think and what your, what your takeaways were. So slide into those DMs, send me a message, tag me in a post and let me know what you think. You can also shoot me an email, Dizruns at gmail.com. And of course you can head over to the show notes today. Got some, some photos from our interview, from our interview. Um, actually remember to take some of these as opposed to some of the other in-persons where I kind of forget to, to make that happen. Uh, but we got photos of me, with me and Kelsey, and Kelsey sent some photos as well. So lots of lots of photos in the show notes, um, and also links and, and all the good things. Dizruns.com slash 810. You can check it out. Leave your thoughts, feedbacks, comments there as well. And with that, before we wrap this thing up, Dizruns.com slash coffee. Get yourself a good cup of coffee. Support the show at the same time. Certainly is appreciated. Dizruns.com slash coffee. So at this point, let's uh, stick a fork in this one. Let's call it done. Um, we're almost done. We'll wrap it up here. Um, but uh, by far, the best thing you can do to support the show, if you're willing, tell a friend about it. So if you enjoyed this episode, pass it along. If there's if there's someone you know that's that's uh, maybe struggling with whether or not they're real, a real runner, maybe this would be a great episode. Or somebody that's thinking about doing a, a charity event or, or somebody that's struggling with leukemia or lymphoma. Man, here we go. What a great story from Kelsey. So uh, if you like this one, pass it along. Hit the share button. Tell a friend. And uh, until next time, y'all, please be well. Take care. Thank you again for listening. All you do to support the show and support the things we've got going on around here. Certainly appreciate it and looking forward to uh, continuing on in the future. But until then, take care. See you guys. Mm-hmm.